just do it. Okay. Let's just hit record. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the PSB Podcast. I'm Pro Skills Basketball co-founder Logan Kozmolski. Very excited. I got an amazing guest and a close friend of mine, Jeremy Martin from Ultimate Athlete. How about it, guys? Is going to be our guest today. Um, Jeremy is a strength conditioning specialist, a professional. Um, been in the game a long time. I'll let him talk about some of his credentials, but trained yeah. a lot of college and professional athletes. And again, I'll have him expand on that in a second. But Jeremy, great, great, glad to have you here. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for nice. joining us. Yeah, I knew you guys were close to Northlake location. It's a nice, <laughs> nice spot you guys got yeah, over here. Jeremy, Jeremy's one of his uh, <laughs> one of his two facilities is yeah. right around the corner from the PSB offices here in Charlotte. So I take advantage. I, I, yeah. I'm a, a member of Jeremy's gym on the old old man adult <laughs> side of things i'm one of the old uh one of the only older guys in there working out once um, an athlete always an athlete <laughs> so um yeah jeremy i wanted to get you yeah. on talk a little bit about um you know the youth side of things yep. about what you do and specifically when it comes to basketball so yep. i guess let's just start really in a general basis what are you seeing with um with today's basketball players yeah at a younger age yeah so we were, we were just talking about it and uh you know, I think first off, you know, an athlete's window to play sports is so small. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it. I mean, you played to how you played professionally. I played till I was like thirty. Or yeah, you played till you were thirty. And I'm sure you feel. You know, you still have tons of life left, and obviously, you like to train still at a you know high level and just uh-huh. be be active and be fit. Uh, I played till I was 27. You know, in the arena league, playing quarterback. Um, Former football player. For, yeah, football yeah, game. played played quarterback, Garden Web, and then the arena league for about four years. Um, you know, and I still like to train, and, and you know, I feel like that was that was yeah, that was a lot of sport at a high level, and mm-hmm. I still feel like I have tons of life since, and continue will continue to have, and for these athletes that you know, that high school might be it, seventeen, eighteen, um, you know, you think about the younger years, you're really just kind of messing around and funsy. So you think about the years where it actually kind of gets competitive, mm-hmm. like those middle school, high school years, maybe I don't know, thirteen, to eighteen, thirteen to seventeen, whatever it is. In the big scheme of things, that's not a whole lot. And our job is to just maximize that athletic potential around their sport. All of, well, I shouldn't say all of our clients. I would say, you know, 85, 90% of our clients are athletes who are looking to use our program to help them in their sport. Whether Mm -hmm. it's run faster, jump higher, Mm -hmm. get stronger get more explosive, powerful, the right way. Obviously, basketball guys, a vertical jump, things like that. And, and that's an important part of it, too. Yeah. Like, especially from a young age, you know, I think it's – we're under, the, under you know, the belief that, like, we really need to be honest with our athletes yes. when they come into our doors. Right. And, and, and almost everybody that comes to our doors says, like, I want to play college basketball. Yeah. I want to play in the NBA. And, we, right. and, you know, that is great. We don't want to kill those dreams at all, but we got to be honest with them exactly when right. it comes to, like, what it takes. And, oh, sure. And a lot of things – I'm a firm – believer yeah. in what you do when yeah. it comes to you know what we do we coach yeah. them in basketball but sure. like you got to be an athlete in order oh, to play this game at a high level if you want to play this game at a high level you need to work on your skills but you also need to work on your body no question and so my question to you is i guess like how how do you encourage those athletes to find a balance and and i guess uh, my first question yeah. at what age should a kid start yeah so we start <clears throat> i've been doing this now 12 years mm-hmm. and was directors from franchise they start really young it you know franchise obviously at seven eight years old tons of everyone's who's not what, what kid is not playing sport at seven eight years old we start at 13 we'll make some exceptions for some 12 year olds and really right around that age you know the girls are kind of in the middle of puberty for the boys are kind of the front end of it uh-huh. 
it's really where the body can really start adapting to the opposed demands. So you can start seeing the benefit of if we start doing some strength training or we start implementing some power stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you can really start seeing the difference, you know, i.e. testing a vertical jump after they, they did a strength and power cycle, whatever it is. So they're still young enough to where, you know, the, the, if there are some like bad movement patterns, if you will, or some just some bad habits, they can still be adjusted and you know their, their central nervous system is still kind of rubbery and we're still kind of processing how to move correctly and, yeah. and things like that on the flip side they're old enough to first of all a lot of them realize at that age holy smokes if i was stronger faster more explosive this whole basketball thing would be easier yeah this whole sport thing would be a lot easier for me so they kind yeah. of get that and then also that we need a level of maturity you, you think they do you think a lot of kids get that i think i think right around that age you do i think at seven eight nine ten years old i think it's i think they just they just, yeah, they, yeah. they're kind of in the clouds a little bit, which is fine. They're young kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to show up one day for an NBA tryout. And, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, they sure are Hornets are going to say, oh, yeah, well, I want, <laughs> you know, I want that kid because, uh-huh. yeah. you know, he's rocking the right gear today, you know, whatever it is. I think when they start getting 12, 13, yeah, they, they, they maybe have traveled. You know, they kind of get out of the, the bubble of where they play locally and they've maybe traveled in their travel team, whatever it is. And they realize, man, that kid. Holy smokes! What you know? What's he? What's he eating for breakfast? What's he doing? Yeah. You know, and, and I just think the light bulbs started to go off, and they they, they you know them or a parent or, or you know influencer in their life realizes that okay, we're in middle school now, and you know this ceiling is gonna be very low mm-hmm. if we don't. And we impress upon them on, on that as well. The ceiling's gonna be very low if we don't start doing some stuff from an athleticism standpoint to get in front of the curve mm-hmm. and kind of move the needle a little bit in their direction, because let's face it, basketball is a big man's game. So, you know, if mom walks in and, you know, she's 5'5", five, five, and dad walks in and he's, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, even regards to the skill of the player and the basketball side, you know, if that athleticism piece isn't there, your chances are he's probably not going to be 6'5". Yeah. So we really need to make sure athletically we are, um, you know, maximizing as much as we can. And what's crazy, Logan, you know, I just feel like a lot, you know, um, we were talking about before we started, you know, aren't even close to where they could be. Yeah, athletically, I use Brandon Curry as an example. Brandon is a you know basketball guy we've trained since, since former his, former Harvard from a Harvard, Harvard a local yeah local yeah. Um, you know guy played at Hopewell High School and uh, I think he was Mister North Carolina in the state. I don't know if we can kind of confirm that. I think I'm not sure either. We don't have a fact checking department uh, on this podcast, yeah. so let's roll with it. Okay, yeah, let's roll yeah. with it. I think he, I think he was, <laughs> but they were a state championship team and he was you know great high school player. Had some offers and wanted you know Ivy League obviously. So we started training him um, about midway through you know when his um, college career at Harvard and he came in he had all kinds of you know he thought he was a pretty good athlete and obviously he was a division one you know mm-hmm. um, guard at Harvard but he had he was tight to the hips he had zero ankle mobility um, he was a ticking time bomb first of all for an injury and really he wasn't even close to where he could be athletically mm-hmm. and kind of you know he realized very quickly with us on the importance of that, how much that can help further his game. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, if he was on this podcast right now, I think without, you know, training a program like ours and a good performance program around his basketball, he probably would have finished out his Harvard career, and that probably would have been, mm-hmm. probably would have been a wrap, you know. Or <clears throat> if he even finished, you know, not, without getting an injury, because, again, he had some, you know, you know, knees would buckle and feet would flatten out, and it's just a recipe to disaster for, you know, joints around the ankle and knee. Um, but because he put such emphasis on the performance side, and started maximizing athletic potential, get an opportunity to play in Europe, and now keeps climbing the ladders. And you know better than I do as far as the kind of the hierarchy of leagues over there. But every year he's playing in a 
better league. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he continues to train the right way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of the guys are not. They're still, you know, doing what they did in the dinosaur ages, yeah. or just rely, <laughs> you know, just relying on, you know, their their basketball skills and their talent, which eventually will equal out or run out. Yeah. Um, and he just continues to climb the ranks, and I think a lot of it to do is just the overathleticism he now has. And just he's a lot healthier. He's moving better. He's a lot more explosive. Mm-hmm. And but he's also doing that in conjunction with working on his basketball game as well. And I just think that's the biggest thing we we want all our athletes to understand. Hey, play the sport. You know, if if you're playing on a pro skills travel team, there's tournaments. And yeah, heck yeah, you got opportunity to go out there and you know compete and, and play great. But do not think for one second you don't need to be training as well. Yeah. And do not think for one second we can't find a couple hours a week in conjunction with that sport mm-hmm. to just train to work on some speed and agility, to work on some strength and power, to work on some of the asymmetries and muscle imbalances you probably have because I've never worked with an athlete that has mm-hmm. not because certain demands of certain sports, you're just gonna use more muscles than you than yeah. than others and you're gonna get some of those imbalances and overactivity and mm-hmm. asymmetries. And gosh, if we don't get those things corrected, they are just ticking time bombs that once you either lead to injury or just be the limiting factor on your performance. Yeah. I mean, that's a you good know. point. You bring up the injury factor, but yeah. I, I sometimes wonder if like, you know, in today's world, that's what we always say to kids. Like, ah, you know, I was at a young age, like I'm sure you, you were in yeah. football, but like that's, I mean, I was obsessed. Yeah. And, and when I got to high school, especially like, you know, I wanted to make sure that I took care of my business in the classroom. Yeah. And outside of that, it was, I was taking care of my body or I was getting in the gym to get up shots and I was sure it was a little bit of an obsessive nature and it's hard to impress on kids and families of like you know it just seems to me that do kids have more homework these days but it's it's hard to it's hard to advocate for this life of like (laughs) your kid needs to be obsessed with basketball if he wants a chance to play in college right and and it's it's hard to give that advice to to a parent because I you know again I firmly believe they got to get on the court every day. They got to get right. shots every day. Yeah. You know? And they need to get into the gym and work on their body, work on their athleticism yep. a couple of times a week. Yeah. And they need to do their homework and they need to do this and they need to do that. Right. I understand from a kid's perspective or a parent's yeah. perspective, like, oh, we got to do all these things. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I said, we wanted to be honest with you when it comes to like what it takes yeah. to, to play at a high level. And yeah, you, you do need to do this stuff. Unless you're. Right. A that one per, yeah, yeah we call 1%. it that one that one percent yeah um <clears throat> so a couple things there I, you know we um we feel like the you know the athletes are the front line of this thing and you know we want the parents to understand you know kind of what we do and and how we do it and we got you know we got the athletes back at the end of the day you know i'm very upfront with our athletes on this on this topic is it's their career yeah it's not mom's career it's not dad's career it's not my career. It's not your career. It's it's the athlete's career. So, if they want to maximize, you know, what they can do either athletically or obviously on the court. In this case, um, yeah, you shouldn't let a day go by and, and just let it pass. The nice thing is to me, the sport of basketball, which I think is unique to some of the other sports, is you need a ball and a hoop. Yeah. You know. So yeah, obviously it's great. You want you know being in a team setting and working with your travel team or high school team, or whatever it is, and different times of year is great. But yeah, gosh, I mean, around homework, around you know chores, around whatever you have to do around the house. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if there's a, you got a driveway, you got a hoop up. I mean, yeah. you can you can get some shots up and get some touches if you will. Yeah. You can at least have your hands on a ball. Exactly right, and just and just get a you know just, just maintain that feel where almost that basketball is just a part of you, part mm-hmm. of you know what you do. And mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of the same way with the football with, with playing quarterback and always be 
have it on me and be thrown at bushes in the yard and stuff like that. And just, it was just part of who I was. And then, yeah, on top of that, yeah, let's, let's also kind of just find a balance in our schedule and not just be running around with our head cut off, but having a, um, a specific goal, a specific plan on like, okay, what tournaments do I want to do? Um, where do I want, where I see myself as a player in three, six, a year from now. And again, understanding that, you know, that I better be training as well. Yeah, you someone else manage your time. I exactly mean, right. Someone else is. Yep. You know, and that's uh, again we were talking about before we started this podcast of yep. a little bit about who you've worked with. Yeah. And, and one of you know one of our core values in, in pro skills is like we think um, basketball and youth sports in general teaches kids how to sacrifice. Yep. You want the school, you're going to sacrifice right. in some other areas. Um, and I feel like one of your athletes is is a great example of that. We were talking about Kathleen Baker, the yeah. Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she made one of the ultimate sacrifices. She actually moved, yep. you know, away from her friends, away from her school, down to this area, to the Charlotte area, to yeah. you know, train with you, swim at a certain swim club. Right. Can you talk a little bit more about the sacrifices and the work ethic that she put in to become an Olympic gold yeah. medalist? Well, first of all, yeah, shout out to Kathleen. She's just an absolute animal, great person, you know, um, <clears throat> does everything the right way and just um, – you know, has those, I love it, has those training blinders on when she comes in the gym. She can just completely shut down anything, all the distractions going on around her and just focus on what she needs to do to get better. I just love that. I love yeah. that people have that quality in them. Um, well, yeah, she, she moved from, from Winston to he, here to swim with David Marsh and um, his program, the Team Elite deal, um, before he went out west. Um, so that was a huge sacrifice to yeah, be away from her family and friends. She also had a, you know, and she didn't really talk about it for a while, but she kind of made, went public now, so it's easy to talk about. She had auto, autoimmune disease, Crohn's disease, that she mm-hmm. continues to kind of you know, deal with, which is can be very difficult um, just on a daily basis, especially as an athlete, um, uh, trying to train and be in the water as much as swimmers are and things like that. So she overcame all those things. And the cool thing for, for me and for us is when I started working with Kathleen, she, you could tell, you know, tell about that 1%, you know, or she was pretty close in that. I call I have a kind of an 80% rule. There's kind of a high 10%, low 10%. She was definitely in that high 10% athletically in her sport and swimming. But she was literally like a fish out of water. She would tell you that she was, if she was on this podcast, she would say the same thing. And, and she didn't really do a whole lot of dry land because she would either maybe get hurt or tweak something. And it was like dry, dry land is the term. Dry land, yeah, dry land's kept exactly for strength training or whatever yeah. you want to call it for, for swimmers. And, uh, you know, I think coaches were almost scared to have her do anything because she was literally, you know, she's very hypermobile and, you know, things like that. And, you know, it was literally like, gas on a fire when when she started implementing when she we started doing some power stuff with her and just some core stuff and just overall connectivity stuff um it really just like you know she really took off and that was a year she you know she was able to um make some strides you know at the high school level then eventually you know getting you know the olympic trials cut and uh eventually you know just just killing it in 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 rio and then set a world uh, record um, this past this past summer, you mm-hmm. know, over in Europe when we were, you know, as we continue to program for her and and things like that. And just a reminder of she was she was already a a very good athlete, very talented in her sport, and still the performance training piece still was kind of the trump card to yeah. set her, you know, to set her apart from her competition. And, and and the cool thing is now is you know it's still a lot in front of her. She's still real young and just declared to go pro. So now it's like holy smokes, you know you've got a really good athlete and now really bought into just taking care of her body and, and doing things that maybe some other swimmers just are not going yeah. to. And, you know, she can really, 
you know, kind of create a divide. And that's what I yeah. see, you know, so as I'm looking at this book right in front, I see LeBron, and that's kind of what LeBron James is, has done in his, mm-hmm. you know, early 30s, you know, so he is kind of in that 1% category. Yeah, not everyone's going to be LeBron, not everyone's going to be 6'8", and 260, wherever heck he is, yeah. and run like he does, jump like he does. But he has put a huge focus. I mean, he's doing, you know, like a couple workouts a day. They're not all like, you know, where he's banging up his body. You know, there's some recovery workouts mm-hmm. and a lot of mobility stuff. And he's invested a lot of time in maintaining his body. You you got it. And so now, so you take a very good athlete. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, hey, we got to do this for the for the athlete, the okay athlete, or the, just to just to compete. Anybody can really see some huge benefits from just putting time and resources into, you know, Sam Hartman, one of our quarterbacks that Wake Forest now had a really good line, and, and just trusting people that's going to help get you better. And that's, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of who we want to be. We want to be the people yeah. you, you know, an athlete comes in, they trust and say, hey, these guys, you know, we've done it with high-level athletes. We've done it, you know, 13 and up. You know, trust that we can, yeah. on that side of the coin, we can get you better. That That's a perfect segue to what I yeah. want to talk with you about. I want to start off with, like, a, a, a story um, you know, my dad, who's, you know, he's running the 65. Yeah. Right? He's a big guy, yeah, yeah, um, a former, former professional athlete. Yep. And he's been doing, you know, training stuff his whole life. You know, yeah. what, the stuff that he knows <laughs> he's going through some, he's had some back issues. And yeah. so he's had to start had to do physical therapy. And I know he's resistant to doing physical therapy. And, um, so he goes to his first one and I said, how was it? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, it's stuff I already knew. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I lost it on him in a text message. Cause I was like, you know, Oh, oh, really? You, you knew yeah, this you stuff? This, yeah. Like, you know when to progress, when to rest, you yeah. know, how many reps to do, when to up your reps, when to like right. add more weight, when to do. And that's, yeah. there's so much that goes into it that I think people can, you know, I, I tell them, you know, hire a good basketball coach, yep. play for a good coach, and find a fitness professional yes. to, to help you yep. get your body to the, the top point it can be. And like, I think people undervalue that yeah. when it comes to like finding someone. It's an investment. You're investing right. in your body. You're investing in your future health. Yeah. And I want you to talk to a little bit more. I mean, you've used a bunch of these terms, you know, and talking about income mobility, connectivity, yep. all yes. the stuff that goes into creating an athlete. Yep. Can you explain some of that stuff or, or talk to some of that stuff? Like why why should somebody not just do push-ups and, right. and stuff in their garage and <laughs> right. so come see somebody like you? Yeah, so first off, um, if, if I had a nickel, you know, for, you know, obviously our, our clients, you know, we, we perform in the performance world, so we train athletes, you know, playing a sport. It's kind of our niche. You know, who, me personally, you know, the kind of uh, ultimate athlete, it's kind of what we're built for. Um, so but dinner conversation, my wife, we're out, you know, and someone, here's what I do. And, and they want to, you know, people are like, this is fine. They want to talk fitness and training with, which is completely fine. I don't mind, you know, I don't mind talking. That's one of, you know, somebody I like to talk about. And they'll kind of tell me what, you know, they'll, well, first of all, they'll kind of, they'll kind of tell me what they do. They'll, they'll start to maybe ask me what I think, but then before I can even kind of fully answer, they'll kind of already answer for me on why they do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why they do what they do. And I don't know, it's interesting. There's certain things I, I feel like people is very close to, they, they, they keep you know, it's very almost like a personal keep mm-hmm. coach their vest, so to speak. And I think fitness and train is falls in that category. Kind of like even what you put in your body, you know, just people can get very sensitive if, if you yeah. tell them. And yeah, I think you need to be, you know, you need to be open that, you know, you might not have all the answers. Gosh, I've got a master's degree in this. Uh-huh. I've been around this my whole life. I've been doing this as a profession ever since I got done playing for the last 12 years. And I'm still learning, adapting. You know, the, the human body is is one of the most complex systems. You know, in this world, 
Um, the, the strength and conditioning world is constantly evolving and changing yep. the performance side and things like that. So, you know, we're kind of constantly tweaking, you know, our program and, 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 uh, and then one thing I, I will say, unless you've kind of gone through the program yourself and whether it's our program or another program, yeah. you know, you, you're probably speaking like your dad, for example, unless he's already gone through that complete rehab PT yeah. program, he, you're speaking kind of short-sighted because mm-hmm. you don't, you've never even gone through the program. You, so, don't, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly don't right. Know. So to, to say, Hey, I already kind of, you know, I should, I don't need to do that or whatever it is. You're really speaking out of turn because you've never even allowed your body to go through those imposed demands, go through the plan they have set forth in that case, a rehab standpoint. And that's kind of how we feel on our performance program. Yeah. So then when it comes back to, let's take ankle mobility, for example, if I said ankle mobility, you know, probably to when I was in high school and you were in high school and most of our high school, you know, they'd be like, what the, who gives yeah, a yeah, rip? Yeah about ankle well, let me tell you something ankle mobility when it comes to running and jumping is probably one of the most important things mm-hmm. um for a human to have now some might just naturally have more than others we see a lot of our basketball guys with very poor ankle mobility and here's why they're playing on a hard wood floor all the time which is mm-hmm. not not good for you i mean I, you probably can speak to that just you know haven't played all the basketball you, you've played pounding. yeah there are going to be some ankle sprains, you know, on the court landing, you know, those, um, those inverted sprains, whatever it is. So, um, you know, you, you see a lot of ankle braces and things like that to support to be able to play. So then you're almost like putting, you're kind of handicapping the ankle joint to be able to go through it through its natural range of motion. And you might be in a big high top basketball sneaker, which is not really conducive to that free flowing range yep. of motion around the ankle joint. So the ankle joint tends to get stiff and not very mobile. And when the ankle joint gets a stiff and not very mobile, it doesn't want to go into dorsiflexion, be uh, a toe-up position, yeah. which is critical to sprint and also critical to counter-move for a vertical jump. And what you mm-hmm. see is kind of if the foot, you can picture the foot, the arch will kind of collapse, the feet will externally rotate. So you're just not – and I'll, I'll kind of just show that position sometimes when we're doing like an eval. So you're not in a very good – you're not – actually, you're in a terrible position to mm-hmm. jump from. Yeah. which is, you know, one of the priorities for a basketball player. And trust me, if they're doing it stationary on a, on a vertical jump test, I guarantee they're doing it on the court. The difference is in the court, no one's, no one's looking at, they're, they're look, you know, during the course of a game of practice, no one's looking at the, the body, you know, in, in its movement patterns. They're, yeah. You know, they're just playing the game. And granted, the athlete should be. They should be just playing the game. And so it's a huge limiting factor. So they can go on a Vertimax and jump to their blue in the face, they can go in their garage and do a million squat jumps, but if it's not done correctly and, and you know and it's not done in conjunction with you know a full program, it's going to have very minimal yeah. return on investment. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, you know, especially in today's world, you know, family comes in, everyone's so busy, and nine thousand things going on, and maybe multiple kids, and here they. So why? So why? just ignore that. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> it's not like a barbell. I, 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 you know, it's I'm not a barbell. It almost sounded like not, it's, it's kind of had a barbell. Nobody drops some weight. Yeah. Um, so why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we try to maximize our time? I, I look at it like this: If I was, you know, um, studying for a test, and I was just studying the wrong material all the time, yeah. I might absorb some stuff from that material. But how am I going to do on test day? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'm studying the raw material not very well so it's the same thing when it comes to training and performance and um, you know there's just a lot of those limiting factors especially where our basketball guys are just tight and stiff especially around the ankle and hips and if that's not corrected you know you can you know 
go go have at it. You can you can you know you can jump in that vertimax till yeah. it, till you till you wear it out. It's not gonna yeah. you know it's gonna be very minimal return. Let's talk about um, you know young let's say 13, 14 year old yeah. basketball player. Yep. If give me the top I don't know three four five. What more than likely are those guys going to need to work on? What are some of the top you know exercises yeah. lifts? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So before we can talk about just just lifts with with um, a 13 14 year old a couple of things we want to make sure we're already kind of in front of if you will when we talk about strength training we want to have very good and this is for all athletes but especially the young athletes that are coming in because the new ones are, are going to be at 13 14 year old range we want to have good relative body strength mm-hmm. you know if you look at you know it's back to lebron because you know yeah, what, what does that mean what yeah relative so good strength? relative body strength is being strong in body weight activities for your body type so mm-hmm. you know a basketball player, we want to keep them lean and fit. We don't want to get them big and bulky, but we want to be able to um, handle our own body weight, meaning we want to be able to do you know, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, body weight squats, be able to go through those range of motions and be very strong and comfortable doing that before we even worry about you know, adding a barbell or dumbbell or yeah. kettlebell or doing a bunch of explosive box jumps if I can't just control my own body weight. Yeah. Um, and that's such a prerequisite to power. If I don't have the relative... You know, picture of a guy like LeBron, you know, LeBron James, as powerful as he is, not being able to do pull-ups and push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that would be absurd. Obviously, he's, you know, he's very good at the relative body strength because it's kind of like the foundation. It's the prerequisite yeah. to start doing, you know, the, the stuff, you, I'll call it the fancy stuff you see on YouTube. Now, granted, some of the high box jump stuff and all that stuff, that's a, that's a very explosive power output stuff. But a lot of times we miss step one. So 13, 14 year old come in, we gotta cover the relative body strength. Yep. Movement patterns when it comes to speed agility. We uh, yeah, we got a little we got a little background noise. A little background noise, <laughs> hey, yeah, little we, background we noise background here noise. in the pro skills. I'm not sure you know, what it is, but HQ let's, here. Let's push that. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> we could yeah, we can we can continue to get dialed in here. Um, so just movement patterns. You know, they they've maybe been on, on the court, you know, three hundred and sixty five days a year, which is fine. Yep. So there might be some movement patterns on how to run correctly, you know, on how to accelerate, how to turn over to max velocity, yep. how to decelerate, reaccelerate the right way. So all those things um, we want to kind of cover and just make sure we've got good fundamental movement patterns yep. paired with the relative body strength. And then the third thing we start talking about for a basketball player and you know, all of them come in, they want to work on their vertical, is understanding how to put force into the ground mm-hmm. because that's essentially what you're doing in your vertical jump and um, explosively and powerfully triple joint extending, which would be extending at the hip, knee, and ankle yep. through functional movement patterns. So i.e. if I were to do a box jump, a squat, a hang clean, I am all putting force in the ground and I am quickly and explosively extending at the hip, knee, and ankle. Mm-hmm. So there's a variety of ways that we can do that. Um, I just think people need to realize power equals fo- force times velocity. So I think a lot of times, especially in the basketball world, you'll see a lot of velocity movements, the ballistic stuff, maybe the plyometric stuff, the box jump, the vertimax, things like that, but you don't see a lot of movements done with force. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're just covering half that equation. Yeah. So, yes, that stuff is important. You know, granted that we've covered all those check boxes prior to that, but we still got to do some force production movements as well. We need some strength stuff. We yep. need some, you know, we just need some, you know, posterior chain stuff for the hamstring, for the core, things like that, just to have the proper strength to go in ha- hand in hand with the mm-hmm. ballistic stuff, if you will. Yeah. And then we, we put those two together, 
again back to the you know gas and the fire you know you 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 can be surprised yeah. how, how how much that vertical jump can just really take off yeah that's yeah. interesting tell me i've got an observation for you so yep. i want you to tell me if i'm right and then tell me what has led to it um work with a lot of kids especially like on shooting yeah and just trying to get them i mean i'm talking you know kids that are 10 11 12 even even yeah. up to 13 okay. 14 year olds yep. even some high school kids we see trying to get them in an, in an athletic stance yeah you know, where they're you know kind of sitting down in that chair sure. hips back yeah we see so many kids just straight bending straight down yep. knees yeah so we tell them to get down into a stance they're oh just gosh. gonna bend their knees oh my gosh and yeah. like without wet, without getting in like <coughs> i call it a wet noodle but go ahead okay yeah, <laughs> but am i correct in that yeah. like we, you see i see it in a lot of kids that they just have they have difficult getting down into that squat position, yes. which is, you know, you're not going to be in a full deep squat right, to, to shoot a basketball, to shoot a yeah. basketball or to get in a defensive yeah. stance, but you need to be halfway there yeah. or, or at least. So am I correct? You, you see that a lot of kids. Oh gosh, you're hundred percent correct. So, you know, again, back to the basketball kid, you know, typical basketball kid, kind of lank, you know, that age, kind of lank, maybe lanky, long, yeah. you know, so mobility is Typically not very good. Is that hip mobility? Yeah, it's, that that, it's hip. It's hip mobility and even some ankle mobility as well. And then some. Some of it is just you know just kind of neuromuscular coordination. The central nervous system. Just if the athlete has not been asked to do that quite a bit. And again, yeah. you know, you know, been on the, on the court playing their sport a bunch and a little bit lopsided. You know, even though he might be a good athlete on the court, can can shoot and do some things and you know pretty aggressive and and and, and make some plays. You know, I think that's sometimes a misnomer. Don't think that they're got all the, you know, dot of the I's, cross the T's from a performance standpoint. Yeah. Um, and again, that eventually will become, you know, an, an issue for them down mm-hmm. the road. So, yeah, if we could spend some time, that's where to me it's very synonymous for what we do, obviously, as it relates and how it's going to help a player. Yes, you know, we want to see the, you know, the, the, this, the vertical jump increase and the stuff that's going to kind of make the headlines, if you will. But just stuff like that, when we talk about just movement pattern development to just be able to, um, you know, those movement patterns happen naturally when they need to on the floor mm-hmm. is so critical. I, you yeah. know, I'll go back to, you know, I started going through a um, the sports performance program to coach right when I get done playing. I just get done playing, so they were kind of coaching me, you know, through the program just like an athlete would. And, gosh, that summer I felt better. You know, I was 27 yeah. at the time, and, I, you know, I was, <clears throat> I was always kind of looking for a little edge to doing this, doing that. I felt twice as bad just, just moving. Yeah. Just going through movement, and I was already at a kind of mature level athletically, mm-hmm. um, so really light bulbs went off there. And I think they would for any athlete if they would just trust the process and realize that yeah, there's yeah. no magic pill. You just can't come in one, do it once or twice. Oh yeah, you know I feel 100 percent better. It's something in conjunction with, and it is ongoing, just yeah. like you know, just like this the sports skill would be. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, why do you think we see? I mean, is it, are we going back to the points you said? The you know the neuromuscular yeah. uh, patterns and and yep. they haven't been demanded. Is that why we're seeing that in so many? I mean, yeah. I, I, honestly, Jeremy, I feel right. like I see it in like nine. I mean, I've, I see very few kids under the age of like you know fifteen that yep. can actually get into a squat and to, and to get to a fundamental. Fun, which to me, for us in our world, is so like fundamental. Like if you if you so can't, fundamental athletic stance, yeah, if you, you can't know. if you can't get into a squat, I don't care who you are. You, you know, we're at ground zero. We're yeah. you know we're we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna t- we just uh, Rachel and I, one of our coaches, was talking about it yesterday. We'll, we'll uh, knock you over with a with our finger. You yeah. know, um, so yeah, it's just it's just lack of. I think it's a little bit of lack of knowledge. You know, maybe on the family's part to to put some time and invest in that and. 
you know, it's real simple. The human body, you get what you train for. Mm -hmm. So if you're never training that, you know, unless, you know, maybe there's a couple kids that just happens to just happen very naturally for them, whatever it is. You know, you'd be surprised. It's just not going to naturally happen unless you train that, you know. And, and, again, that's the nice thing is a lot of that stuff can be trained. And especially at that a young age, it's like, gosh, if we can't if we can't get into a fun- – just think about this. If we can't get into a functional, correct squat, think about this, the, the, uh, the sport of basketball in a game-like situation, the fast pace of it, the reaction time of it, the up and down, left to right, the lateral movement of it, the explosivity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the hand-eye coordinate. There's so many bigger athletic factors that are taking place over the course of a game. So we can't do something as foundational and as fundamental as a squat. Gosh. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. tough. You know, you're you're ceiling, you you just really, you're making it a lot harder than it needs to be. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's that's what I try to explain to the players. You're making this too hard on yourself. You know, you just balance out your time a little bit and realize, you know, the importance of this stuff. You know, the game is just going to come a lot easier. You're just going to move that much better. You're going to be that much stronger, more explosive on the court, and things are just going to become a lot easier for you. Yeah. You know, especially they're working with like someone like you, or Brandon, pro school guys on the skill stuff. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna make their game a lot easier. Oh man, it's, I mean, it's so, yeah. it's such a necessity. Yeah. And anybody that thinks they want to play, even even high school basketball. I mean, you want to play high school basketball. Oh, you want to play college basketball. You want to play professional NBA, like. You yep. cannot ignore no, I agree. the athleticism development, strength development. So, Jeremy, I, you know, I want to give you one chance. Like, you know, we always encourage kids, like, where where can they find you? Yeah, Where can cool. they find Ultimate Athlete online, yep. on Twitter? What, what? Yeah, so uh, website, ultathlete.com. You know, we got both um, address at both locations. We've got a Charlotte location right over here in the North Lake area. A hundred location up off exit 25 yeah. in, in the uh, kind of Lake Norman area. Um do a lot on Instagram. ULT athlete is our handle on, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure if, if you're listening to this, you're outside of the Charlotte area. I'm, you know, great advisors. I'm sure hit, yeah. hit, hit Jeremy, hit ultimate athlete up on, yep. on, on Twitter, on Instagram. And, and you know, if they can help you find somebody in your area no question. To, to do what they do, they're all about just helping the athlete too. So no question, Jeremy, man, thanks so much for coming yeah, on, being a guest. This is good. Um, I'll see you in a couple hours. When all I right. Get my workout in, man. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> thanks, man. Yep.